This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the one and only Devin Jackson. Devin, how's it going? How was your Christmas? It's been uh, a while. We didn't talk last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas went well, man. Uh, you know, show one of the gifts I got. It was a scouting uh, kind of log thing uh, that uh, my girlfriend's mom got for me. So uh, that was really nice. Um, other than that, it was, it was a pretty good day. Cold in, cold in Illinois. So, uh, not, not a big fan of that, but other than that, can't complain. Um, yeah, can't really complain. I only, only watched two, maybe three games total over the weekend. And like, there were NFL games, but, uh, really didn't watch none of the college games on, uh, didn't watch the, the Ball State, Georgia State one. Uh, and that turned out to be an ugly one anyway. Um, I want to say the last college game I took a look at, I watched Nevada and Western Michigan earlier today because we're recording this on Monday. But that was a blowout, too. So there really hasn't been no good bowl games as, as of late. It really hasn't. Now, again, De- Devin was traveling down to Illinois uh, when we've been recording on Thursday. So we haven't talked, done a podcast since uh, Monday. So we got a lot of bowl games to talk about. And then because it's going to be closing in on New Year's bowl season coming to an end, we're going to have to do some previews as well. We have like a shit ton of games to talk about. And uh, again, if Devin's uh, sound starts kind of cutting in and out, sounds a little bit different than usual. Uh, obviously doesn't have all of his equipment with him. He's out of state up in Illinois rather than in nice, warm Louisiana. Um, yeah, let's not waste any more time. We got shitload we got to cover, so let's get into this. On Monday, we had the, uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. We had Old Dominion against Tulsa. Tulsa won this one 30 to 17. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, because that was a week ago when we're recording this, um, Tulsa got out to a pretty early lead. The Old Dominion tried coming back. It was just a little too little too late. Shamari Brooks, though, the Tulsa running back, who I feel like has been in college for like 12 years, uh, had a good game, 26 carries, 107, and a touchdown. There really wasn't a whole lot to say about this game, was there, Devin? Nah, there, there really wasn't. Um, Old Dominion is just not a, a, a great football team. Uh, just barely made it into to the bowl season at six and six. Tulsa was actually a, a pretty decent team. You know, they, they had a really good defense, had uh, quite a few prospects as well. Uh, Shamari Brooks is someone I liked going into the 2019 season. Here we are in 2021 and we're still talking about him. So he's <laughs> one of the, the few prospects I feel like, uh, that have been. I think he's a super senior at running back, which is insane. I, not ideal. Uh, for your draft stock, at least. He was those, like, scat backs, too. So he's, like, not even a, a true back. You know, he's, like, 180, 185, uh, pretty shifty, but 
But yeah, I, I think he got hurt twenty. Uh, he, he missed he missed the COVID year. Yeah, so uh, that's probably why he came back for another year, obviously. But uh, yeah, that game wasn't there wasn't too, too much of that game. I was looking at Zach Kuntz uh, throughout the season, tight end for Old Dominion, but I don't think he had that great of a game anyway. So uh, moving on to Tuesday's game, we had we were looking forward to, which was UTSA and San Diego State. That game definitely was entering. Um, San Diego comes at 38-24 win. That was just a really fun game. There was nothing wrong with this game whatsoever. Uh, sure, I picked UTSA, but uh, shut up. Uh, no, San Diego State had a really good game. Uh, Greg Bell, the running backs, declared for the draft. Cameron Thomas, the defensive end, is declared for the draft. Um, UTSA has had Sincere McCormick sitting out the bowl game. Uh, Spencer Burford declared for the draft. There's a lot of prospects in this game. Is my yeah, I'm excited to go back and look at this one. Uh, I want to look at, uh, Spencer. Oh, I don't know why I said Spencer, but Cameron Thomas and, uh, wasn't it Spencer Burford? Burford. Yeah. I want to look at those two go at it. Uh, cause I've heard uh, a bit of buzz from Burford, even though there's like some on the right side and some on the left side, you know, kind of saying one he's good or he's not good. But anyway, I want to take a look for myself. Um, and then, then watch Greg Bell. Uh, I've been actually kind of slowly watching him over the last couple of days uh, to to get a, a, a clear view. He used to play at Nebraska. Uh, really never got the a fair crack. Went to San Diego State. He's been pretty good. I think he's averaged like four and a half, five yards a carry this season. So uh, excited to look at him uh, and, and what he brings to to the table in terms of there was Bell. there was that wide receiver for. San Diego the State where UTSA could not cover him, that Matthews kid open all day. Yeah. Yeah, it was I think it was like number ninety six or something or forty five. One forty five. It was wide out wearing the number in the forties. Yeah, some weird I don't even know why. San Diego State got some weird numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't they, they got a, they got like a, a tight end in the nineties. They got a wide receiver wearing forty five, made no sense. They ended up winning the game. It was a really fun game. Uh, but Devin, I mean, we're going to get to the best bowl game that we've seen so far, uh, with this next one. And that was, uh, the famous Idaho potato bowl. Listen, the outcome of the game is completely irrelevant. All that matters is somebody's getting fries dumped on. And that was Wyoming. Wyoming won this one 52 to 38 over Kent state. But what's come out of that is Wyoming's lost like every key contributor from this game to the transfer portal. Yeah, I, I was just raving about the receiver, Isaiah Nayer. I say he's going to be, uh, a, you know, a weapon for years to come to Mount West. He leaves, he's getting SEC offers now, you know, so. Xavier Valade transfers. Levi Williams transfers. Xavier Valade has been in college forever because I remember watching him in summer 2019, <laughs> too. Like, just <laughs> so many guys that, are, that have been around forever. But Levi Williams, I think, is the most interesting one to hit the transfer portal. Big dude. Yeah, fast, uh, athletic. Uh, I don't know where he's going to be in terms of passing-wise. He's a little shaky in, in the passing game. But uh, in terms of running the football, he, he's a he's a true dual-threat guy. So I think he'll land probably – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a Power 5 team took a swing at him and uh, picked him up. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Then we had the – Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Army versus Missouri. We both called this. We both called an Army victory. I remember that much. 
24 to 22 on last second field goal. Uh, was there really anything to say about this game? Nah. Uh, I mean, Army almost blew it. Uh, they were pretty much controlling the entire game. Mizzou made a late came, comeback, but I, I don't really think there was any question that Army was going to win, but they they went down the field in a minute 11 uh, and, and scored, so that's probably the fastest scoring drive they had all year. Now, there was news to come out from this game, and that's that Missouri starting quarterback Connor Basilek has entered the transfer portal. Bet on that. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't I don't really – look, I, I know people – there are people that like them, you know, coming into this year, but I think he's still a ways away from, from being uh, more than a day three guy. Yeah, that's just – I don't know. That was – that one to me was a little weird. Didn't expect that uh, trend announcement to come out. Then again, guys are just announcing hither and yon, it seems. I feel like there's more people in the transfer portal than there are on actual rosters. In <laughs> it, I, it's I college makes, football free agency. I love it. I know it's great, but also, like, I'm sad because, like, a lot of Mountain West guys uh, went to a transfer portal, like a lot. So, like, Dude, all, pretty much all I, of them. I, I lucked out because there was a kid that transferred from Texas, and then he went ahead and transferred to Tech. So, at least stayed in the conference. Let's see, the Power Fives are stealing all my guys. Sorry, man. You're going to have to start raiding, like, uh, Idaho and get some guys from there. Maybe, maybe I'll take over SEC. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. Next game, we had uh, North Texas and Miami of Ohio, 27-14. I, there's, is that Blaine Gabbert's brother? Yep, it is. He's been in college forever. Well, I was going to say, because Blaine Gabbert's is like 34? Yep. Like early to mid-30s. So, like, this dude's got to be like 26. Brett Gabbert. Yeah, he... uh, How did this game play out? Sorry, I was fascinated by the fact that we have a Gabbert in college still. Yeah, he's not great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's all that's that's putting it uh nicely he's not good um but i do like the two defensive prospects on miami ohio uh sterling weatherford and dominique robinson uh both i think can get drafted some sometime on day three i actually got a i believe i got a fifth round grade on dominique robinson when i finished his grading uh he's a he's a high you know, kind of high ceiling guy, but it's not a lot to work with right now because uh, this is only his second year playing edge. Uh, but I was pretty impressed uh, with their performance defensively. Uh, and uh, sadly, uh, another guy that I like, Ivan Pace, the linebacker from Miami of Ohio, hit the transfer portal as well. So losing a Mac guy that I think could be a pretty good uh, Does he have any linebacker. connections to anywhere in Texas? Then he can just come kind of play in the Big Twelve. No, no, I think no. I'm telling you, I'm saying no because he doesn't need to go there. Oh, okay. From Cincinnati anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, he had 125 tackles this year, uh, four sacks, interception, and a forced fumble. So he's he's pretty good. Maybe of Ohio won that one, 27 to 14. Next game. 
uh, we we had a very depressed group chat during this one uh, because all 38 of Florida fans that we have in our damn group chat could not shut up about how bad Florida was losing to Big Brother Central Florida. I said it and I'll get yelled at by all of them individually as this comes out. I bet I guarantee you. But Big Brother UCF beats Florida 29 to 17. Emery Jones. First of all, I didn't know you could start a game while being in the transfer portal. Well, apparently he wasn't in the transfer portal yet. Well, this yeah. is not the f- he's going to want to send to teams, but 14 of 36 for 171 yards. You know what? UCF, good look at, at, at Emory Jones and went, yeah, no, we're good. We'll find someone else. I, do you blame him? No, not at all. I mean... I bet you there's one Twitter user having a, a meltdown right now because Dante... Oh. Right. Oh, Santa Claus. Yep. <laughs> the the timing of, uh, of of when we're saying this could not make it any more perfect. But yeah, that guy that was bugged either way too much as a child or not enough. Well, look, man. You uh, <laughs> he, he's been pretty quiet about Emory Jones. He, he must be still finishing up uh, delivering presents. So. <laughs> Why don't we just move on? <laughs> I think I broke my guys. All right. (laughs) On Christmas Day, uh, our two conferences went head-to-head, Devin. We had State at Georgia State in the Camellia Bowl, and this game was at no point competitive. Uh, Georgia State wins this one 51-20. Yeah, it, it was ugly. Um, I was very, yes, it was. Yes, it very much was. I was very disappointed in Ball State's finish to the season because I think they they have one of the, the most talented teams in the MAC. Like, they, they have uh, a few players that can legit play on the NFL Sundays. They had Justin Hall, the receiver, that I, I like very much. But they couldn't do anything, man. Drew Plitt took a uh, – kind of take a uh, step back from his performance last year when they won the Mac. Um, he just did not look comfortable in the pocket. Honestly, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to grade him or not, to be honest, because I, I don't think think maybe he gets a camp invite, but that's about it. Um, there's really nothing appealing uh, about his game. So, Mac, man, the Mac, I thought the Mac was going to, you know, kind of run away with it and have the best bowl record, but, man. They they have stunk it up this week. Uh, Start with Kent State and uh, I mean Miami Miami of oh Miami of Ohio won, but uh, Ball State got blown out. Man. Sunbelt wraps up a pretty good. I think they went three and three. Uh, sorry, and one in uh, in conference. Uh, sorry, not conference and bowl play. Uh, that's sad that only four teams from the conference made, made a bowl game. <laughs> That, to me, that's just the saddest shit. Um, and then today we had uh, your two conferences colliding, Devin. We had Western Michigan and Nevada. Nevada didn't have uh, Carson Strong, Romeo Dubes. Uh, did they have Elijah Cooks? Did they have Cole Turner? Did those guys play? No. None of them? Uh, no Turner, no Strong. Um <laughs> 
pretty much nobody except for the, the running back, Tua, uh, Tua Tawa, I think is his name. Uh, but other than him, it, would, it was just him as a starter. Aaron Frost played as well, but boy, it was ugly. But they, they had a six nine quarterback though, uh, Nate Cox. So yeah, I, I swear that that I swore that that was a typo. I didn't think that. that oh, no he, way. He's really, he's really six <laughs> nine. Wait, he we have was, a guy. We have a guy six nine with the last name Cox. Yeah, it is. He's gonna be Twitter player in no time. He's already. He's probably a barstool athlete already. Sorry. Joseph. Stop doing this to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. We oh, record it, one time that's not like 10 a.m. and Devin's got all the jokes. It's my job to have jokes. I'm supposed I, to be I'll the funny one that doesn't know shit. <laughs> I'll take a step back. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up the review portion of this. Quick word from our sponsors and we'll get the preview. Friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well, all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only 4 grams of added sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre- or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top-of-the-first-round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order. We are back. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. There will be change in ad reads coming for Thursday's podcast, I do promise. Moving on to Tuesday's uh, bowl games. As you're listening to this, there is number 20 Houston and Auburn in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Auburn is somehow favored by two points. In I, I have I legitimately have no I cannot fathom why that would be the case that the number 20 team in the nation is a two-point underdog to Auburn. I am picking Houston. This is so easy to, to pick. I mean, look, Auburn is starting to get uh, – I think Zacobi uh, McLean. Zacobi McLean. I'm still yeah. waiting to hear on Owen Papo. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. I think Roger McCree already uh, opted out too. Yep. They're, so why are they favorited? This is dumb. They're going to – look, it, it's SEC – you know how they have the SEC bias even in bowl games, and they stink in bowl games. I mean, <laughs> that's that's just a fact. Outside like Alabama, eleven and two ACC, AAC team, six and six average Auburn. I'm gonna go with the eleven and two squad. Yeah, I'm gonna go Houston two. I think they're gonna put up so many, they're gonna beat down Auburn. Now like, the over under on the open is fifty. Look, they look. TJ Finley. I don't know if he's gonna play. Bo Nix already is to o- Oregon. Who's left? I, I don't know, man. I I know there's a lot left on Houston sideline. Though I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston's gonna whip some ass. All right. I think we can move on. That one. That one. That one's just depressing. <laughs> Uh, we have the Surpro First Responder Bowl out in Dallas, Texas. We have Air Force. They were nine and three on the year at, uh, with six and six Louisville. 
Louisville favored by one point over under of 54 and a half. Devin, where are you going with this one? Give me Air Force, man. Um, I really, I really, I really like this team, man. Uh, I really like their, I mean, I swear you're going to name like 13 prospects from this team. All right, five. <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously, uh, they, they have Jordan Jackson, the, the interior defensive, uh, tackle that, uh, I like quite a bit. I think he's going to the, the collegiate bowl. Um, they, they also have an edge rusher, Vince Sanford, uh, who is a little bit light. He's only like 220, 225, but, uh, pretty explosive off the edge. Um, and I think those are two main guys. There's a, there's another edge rusher that I have some interest in too. But I really like their defense. And I know Malik Cunningham has kind of gotten some hype since he's played a lot better down the stretch of the season. But I, I don't think Louisville's offense has, I mean, defense has a, uh, answer to Air Force's option attack. Um, I think they're, they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. I do want to see how Kendrick Duncan and, and Quinteria Cole, the, the two safeties for Louisville play. Those are two of my guys. Um, especially, uh, Duncan. I, I really like his skill set. Uh, but I think Cole is already, uh, I think he's going to the Shrine game actually. So I'm going to watch him probably later in, in, in the process and, and check back in on him, but, uh, should be a, a good game. I'm definitely tuning into that one. I'm actually going to go with Louisville in this one. Uh, got Cole, they've Duncan, they've got friend of the podcast, um, Don Boone, who I was actually talking to earlier today about this game. Didn't realize he was playing. I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I didn't realize that, that Louisville made a bowl game. <laughs> oh, you got to tell us how the combo went now. Uh huh. You got to tell us how the conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. Like literally, I was talking to him about something. He sent me a text message, and I, I looked like, oh, the Louisville's play. Oh, damn, they did make a bowl game this year. Okay. Because <laughs> last I had checked, they weren't that great. And I think part of me kind of carried over that they weren't great last year. Uh, but, no, I'm going to go with Louisville. I think they've got a, enough guys to slow down the run game. And then, listen, uh, oh, fuck, Malik Cunningham, Kale Cunningham, he kind of went by both at one point last year. I, I don't know, man. The quarterback formerly known as Cunningham at quarterback, he's not good. So the offense doesn't have to really do a whole lot, but the defense that can slow down Air Force is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to lose it all. That's fair. I, I mean, I got, got prospects <laughs> I like on both sides of the ball, so I'm not losing either way. You you really aren't. Now, I, I say friend of the show, listen, listen, I, Adonis Boone is going to be a friend of a show, and he's still going back to Louisville next year. So, Friends of the show don't have to be – Don't uh, have to be prospects. Guys. Don't have to – yeah, exactly, man. To, uh, the draft, so. Hey, that we found Brock Hoffman. Now, that is our guy. <laughs> that is, in fact, our guy. Trying Bowl. Uh, Trying Bowl fights. got a good one. Man starting fights up between bowl game directors is the best thing I've seen all week. <laughs> Moving on, we had Mississippi State at Texas. Why do I keep doing that, Dev? Mississippi State and Texas Tech in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. Mississippi State's favored by 10. Over under 58 and a half. Give me Texas Tech to cover. I think Mississippi State will win, but Texas Tech is covering all day. Nope. Not a lick of defense being played in this game. So, I'm glad you mentioned that. 
because the good people can check out my article at bluechipscouting.com where I previewed prospects in each bowl game for the Big 12, which actually only kicks off play today. And you would think Eric Dukadma, that's my guy, that's our guy Ian Cummings' guy. He's not playing in this bowl game. He's gone. The best offensive prospect is Dawson Deaton, the center for the team. And I can tell you, he is a late-round prospect. <laughs> that is ceiling. Uh, and then on defense, it's another Shrine game guy in DeMarcus Fields. I'm going to go Mississippi State. I think they cover. I know Charles Cross isn't in this game. I don't care. Uh, Mississippi State's going to pound Texas to a fine dust. Hey, it's my guy, DeMarcus Fields. You see, this Shrine game guy. It's funny is because – all these guys that are still relevant, I watched all of them in 2019. <laughs> and I compared them to the 2020 draft or the 2021, 2021 draft, and they're still in school. So, Dude, legitimately, while I was while I was trying to find tweets for, for that art, I was finding, uh, <laughs> I was finding tweets about for, like from Nagy, like in February of 2020 about about DeMarcus Fields for next year. He's uh, like, God, he's been around forever. Uh, but now I'm going to go Mississippi State this one. All right, moving on. We've been going on a while. It is late as we're recording this. I want to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> we have in the San Diego County Union. Oh, that is a long ass freaking name. San Diego County Union Holiday Bowl played at Petco Park. It's the baseball stadium. UCLA and NC State. NC State by two. They are the 18th ranked team in the nation. Over under 59 and a half. Devin, where are you going with this one? Give me NC State. Uh, they are they are my team now uh, that I root for endlessly. Uh, not 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 the <laughs> not, not the team you grew up. You know, not the team that we we blared a certain inappropriate song for when they won the national title game not two years ago. Hey, that that that's like a century ago now. LSU won a national title, and then a pandemic happened, Devin. So, uh, coincidence? I think not. But no, I think not. This has always been an NC State podcast. Nah, but seriously, I like NC State in this one. This one has me a little torn, though. These are like my two like guilty pleasure quarterbacks. That one, like, is DTR is, in this class? He's probably he has to go. He has to. Please, please. <laughs> Please. It's another one you've been talking about for like three years. The summer of 2019 is like, wow. <laughs> I'm, this, that is an iconic summer because like everything you're talking about in this podcast is from there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Um, he, I think he goes to the league. Dylan Gabriel is there now. So I'm not saying that he wouldn't win the job, but at some point they're going to pull the plug on him. Also, at some point, 24-year-old to go to bleed. Is this time to go? <laughs> There's no is coming. You know, is I see the potential. It's either there or not. Devin, you you know both reasons to pick NC State in this game. Both. Cal fan, fuck Chip Kelly. NC wins. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what happens though. I think I think Iquano is playing in this game. I'm not sure. I believe so. I haven't heard anything from him. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see if he, how he does. Uh, Quinn Lake, the safety out of UCLA, is someone I like quite a bit too. Uh, and then Greg Dolchich, I felt like has no hype since everyone talked about him over the summer. No one has talked about him this year. So I swear he's been in college since 2016, but I think all of those UCLA tight ends are secretly the same guy. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know what I mean though, right? Like they're yeah, all yeah. the same guy. Yeah, they are. No, but although, although, although fun, fun story about UCLA tight ends for a project I have come for, uh, for blue chip scouting that'll be released on like the first couple of the new year. I went back and looked at some old draft takes of mine from like 2019 and 2020. Cause those are like three, you know, finishing their, their second year, uh, you know, or third year in the league. I, I described a UCLA tight end as green as turtle shit. <laughs> there was two tight ends, right? That got selected, right? Uh, it was, um, the, uh, Devin Asi, right? No, no, no. This is the year before him. This is 2019. There, this is before was, I started writing. This is what I was doing in his videos. Yeah, yeah. I described him as, I described Caleb Wilson, the tight end out of UCLA, as green as turtle shit. Are they the real tight end? No. <laughs> no. Uh, move. Why don't we just move on to this next game? We got two East Coast teams playing on the West Coast. Because uh, we got West Virginia and Minnesota, the guaranteed rival. And I said East Coast and Minnesota. I know they're Midwest. Don't yell at me, Fornis. Uh, in the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, Minnesota favored by five with an over under of four, five points, Deb. Yikes. Um, <laughs> we're having way too much fun on this podcast tonight. The rail, the rails are gone. Yeah. Look, uh, I got Minnesota winning, uh, and it's going to be like 20 to 17, something like that. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be a good game. Well, uh, no one knows anything as to whether or not Jarrett Daigie's going to return for West Virginia yet. Uh, Letty Brown, the running back, going to the Shrine game. Uh, all of their wide receivers are going to be back for next year. Meaning that the offensive prospect to watch in this game for me was uh, Virginia Tech transfer and guard and certified massive human being. Doug Nestor, 6'7", 321. Uh, big reason that this West Virginia team beat his old team uh, in Virginia Tech when they faced off. And then on defense, it's it's Dante Stills. I, I Devin, you have no idea how bad I want to see a Dante Stills on Daniel Fale rep. That, that should be fun. Um, but we'll see what happens, though. I mean... It's going to be but like, if the quarterbacks in this game are going to end up being Jarrett Daigie and uh, and and Tanner Morgan, I do not want. I'll tell you what, uh, if you told me about this game two years ago, it would have been exciting because Tanner Morgan was actually good two years ago. <laughs> when uh, we heard Sharaka, but that was that was when <laughs> row the boat was a, a, a heavy mantra. But now they they are they are the weirdest team in the Big Ten without a doubt. We all get to see more of uh, Boye Mafe, the defensive end from Minnesota, who I've, I've been meaning to get to. I've been meaning yeah, to get Forn- to. Forna saw us about him, what, last year? Last year. Yeah. And we, we've been on him for, for a hot minute. Yeah, Dante Stills, he had just such a good, good year this year. 
I genuinely think he's going to be a top 100 player. Maybe not drafted top 100, but he'll be in my top 100. For sure. I mean, I you already say you're going to be on higher on him than his brother, so. Oh, yeah. All right, Devin. It's the new era pinstripe games tomorrow on Wednesday. We got six and six Maryland. We got six and six the Virginia Tech fighting Brock Hoffman's. In favor by three and a half, over under a 55. We already know where we're going with this game. Give me Virginia Tech. Um, they're not Virginia Tech. I'm giving you the fighting Brock Hoffman's. Uh, I refuse to call them Virginia Tech at this point. I'm going to clip that and send that to Brock just for shits and gigs. <laughs> no, but, like, seriously, uh, ah, man, outside of him, that there is zero interest in this game for me. Actually, you know what? No, I have interest in this game because of Raheem Blackshear. I want to be proven right two years later. Summer of 2019. <laughs> yeah. yeah, another guy. I'll tell you what, man. If, if this is this is like this is gonna be the pantheon of scouting of like all of our episodes. This is gonna be the one that we look back and like, yep, this is the one where we knew that we love this way too much. Uh, yeah, dude. The, remember, like, when we started th- these podcasts, we'd go off the rails, like, 10 in, and, like, it, it was funny because of just how bad we were at this. This is just us having fun. Like, we are in the thick of bowl season. We're, like, diving in. Mostly because, like, thankfully we haven't previewed any games that have since been canceled. Yeah, because, <laughs> I, I mean, because we were preview at least three or four yep. uh, over the week on Thursday that just didn't happen. So we were wasting all that time, like, this, this, and this happened. Or, or that we week off. It's going to happen. Bit of a, that, that, that week off, bit of a blessing. All right. Game, we got the Cheez-It Bowl, the dumbest sponsor in all of these college bowl games. We got number 19, Clemson. Clemson went 9-3 and three this year? Yes, sir. I could have swore they were 7-5. and five. No. They only lost to NC State. Georgia. Georgia and uh, Pitt. Huh? Wow. So, I could have swore they, they were worse. They barely beat Georgia Tech, if you remember that game. Uh, they no. Barely beat, they barely beat Louisville, actually, too. They barely beat uh, Boston College, I think, too. So they they yeah. have a lot of great. There's matches. a reason that the over under on this game is 44. By the way, they're facing Iowa State, who's seven and five. Talk about two underperforming from this year, man. Iowa State, there was like hype. There there was legit top ten hype, and and it did not come through. By the way, Chris um, Hall not playing in this game. He's opted out for the bowl game, which means Devin. Given the fact that Xavier Hutchinson has said he's going back to school, the top offensive prospect in no, this, no, yes, no, yes, Justin Ross. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I, I mean, for state, I'm doing from the Big Twelve perspective. But yeah, unfortunately, the top offensive prospect uh, for with state in this game is Charlie Kohler. Listen, he's got, he's gonna have his fans. They are not going to be me. Um, I am not one of them. Clemson favored by one and a half over under 44. Listen, give me Clemson and give me them to win by at least two scores. I just think, I think Iowa State is being massively overrated by Mm -hmm. sports books because we had this situation earlier in the year. They play Iowa 
and they were favored by like five or six points. And they got throttled. Like, no, man. Look, uh, honestly, this is not, if you're looking for quarterback play, this is not the game to watch. (laughs) Turn it off. You want good defense, watch Clemson. Clemson's defense is good. Uh, Even though they struggle offensively, the defense is not the reason why they, they were underperforming this year. So I do want to put that out there, but don't really like either of these teams. Don't really, really care too much for it, but give me Clemson one. You know, with Iowa State announcing that, you know, having it announced that Will McDonald's going back again. It's going back to uh, to Iowa State in a move that I truly don't understand. I don't know what he can do. He's led the Big 12 in sacks twice. He's hit double-digit sacks twice. What does he have to do there? Um, that one didn't make a lot of sense to me. Listen, my guy, the nose tackle for Iowa State, Ioma Uazarike. This dude put up seven sacks as a nose tackle, Devin. He's going to have a day. He's going to have a day. That's impressive. Uh, Clemson's interior offensive line is is pretty shaky. So, you know what? While we're talking about it, they got these dudes on the transfer portal, in the transfer portal. How come Clemson isn't hitting that up hard? Like, because Clemson doesn't believe that, that uh, as long as it, as it favors Dabo, he's all for it. But the moment teams, players start choosing other teams. He's all against it. But no, seriously, I felt like they're supposed to be one of the top programs and they haven't landed a like top tier transfer yet. That's, in years. That's, years. That's, that's quite problematic in my opinion. Cause I mean, their offensive line, it, it's just not great. And it's been bad for like a decade and they still win games cause they have a tremendous quarterback play, but, I swear, if they if they invested in their offensive line, this would be a different program, man. I'm just saying. That's my quick round today. No, I totally agree. Sorry, my microphone got disconnected. I apologize. Give me one second. It was really annoying. Bad time for this to happen. There we go. Hopefully you can still hear me. I don't know why my microphone disconnected there. It was still plugged in. Anyways. We got one more game, Devin. We got number 14, Oregon. Number 16, Oklahoma. <laughs> God, in the uh, Valero Alamo Bowl out in San Antonio, over under of 60, Oklahoma favored by seven. By the way, Oklahoma's defensive prospects, all gone. Winfrey, Thomas, Benito, Asamoah, none of them playing. I mean, there's just not a lot there offensively for Oregon. I mean, there's not a lot there offensively for Oregon. There's not there offensively for Oklahoma, and there's nothing defensively there for, for Oklahoma either. I mean, this screams like a, like, 10-6 final, but... It, the over-under being 60 is shocking to me. I just don't see, like, right, Lincoln Riley's not leading the offense at all. Oregon doesn't have Mario Cristobal. Like, we, we have two teams that are without their coaches that have pretty big uh, imprints on certain aspects of their teams. So. And Oklahoma's a mess right now, man. Everybody everybody that was that was anybody there has opted out or has gone to the transfer portal. Give me Oregon, man. Uh, I, Give me I just Oregon. Think, 
I think there's enough pieces left there that they can pull together a win uh, and salvage. Oklahoma, man, they are – I would be very surprised if they came out and played well. If they don't have – Caleb Williams isn't playing because he doesn't even know what he's doing. They're about to have an inexperienced quarterback. They're about to have an inexperienced defense. Just give me Oregon, man. I, I like them in the trenches a little bit better than, than Oklahoma. Yeah, give, give me give me Oregon in this one. Uh, if Wanye Morris has to come has to block uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, then it's going to be a long day for uh, for Wanye Morris. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. Well, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Mike H underscore Draft. Follow Gavin on Twitter, Real Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting. Chip Scout. We'll see you all Tuesday.